Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. We are back with another patron-forced entry, again from Tuction, but this time a game. Um, I don't know. I got nothing. It's been a, kind of a, a mentally exhausting week for me and a physically exhausting <laughs> week for you. So what's yeah. up, Justin? How are you doing, dude? I'm... I felt better. <laughs> I, uh... I mean, whatever. I'll just I'll just tell them. Uh, <clears throat> I've been taking medication for uh, kidney stones, and my body started to reject them. Uh, and then I had to go to emerge urgent care, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I was there for about seven and a half, eight hours. They did oh, like, blood work and had urine tests and all this stuff. Um, yeah, and then it turns out that yeah, my body was just rejecting the medicine, so they had to give me this. Uh, this other pill that I take twice daily okay. Okay. that's supposed to like bring down inflammation and stuff. But, uh, I had physio yesterday too. So it was a fucking, so, you know, obviously I had somebody, it's not like the fun kind of massage. It's like physio yeah. massage where it's like, they have to do like nerve work and stuff to make yeah. sure everything's like, okay. So I had that. And then I had somebody like pushing six hours later, somebody like pushing on those sore spots on me, uh, very hard to see if anything was wrong. So it was, not a great night um <clears throat> so yeah i'm you know i'm okay I'm shit and sucks and whatever it'll get better um, yeah, and I, I told you and rachel about it uh, a few other people know but uh yesterday when i was driving to work um me and devin leave at the same time but we go different ways devin doesn't like going on the highway yeah and i do uh so i got a phone call of just just a few minutes after we both left um and i was afraid that maybe she got hurt or something uh, she found a kitten on the road, um, and she like pulled her car out to protect it and like got it underneath her car. That's where the closest she could get it. Yeah. She called me. I came. I picked the kitten up. I put it in a, a brown like lawn bag that I had in my truck. Took it home. Took it to the vet. Our our vet, the one that's been working with Dante and stuff. Um, you definitely tell its leg was messed up, but we didn't. We were didn't know what else. And yeah, I'm a big fucking softy uh and like in my head i was imagining like rehabilitating this thing uh but when the vet called um the cat the little kitten his hip was shattered and he also was displaying signs of some pretty severe feline um neurological disorders from like a cat specific coronavirus not covid because coronavirus is a giant family yeah. diseases right just a coronavirus um that was uncurable. So the vet was just like, yeah, I'm just going to put him down. Thanks for bringing him in. And I was like, would it be that big of a deal if I came? Like I've, re- I'm sure everybody has read those posts about, uh, how animals go to get put down and like, think no one's there with them, you know, except. Yeah. So I'd never done it before. I was like mentally preparing myself to do it with, uh, Dante last summer. And thank God we came through that. But like, in my head, I saw it as, like, this, like, really, like, bright white room with a lot of metal, like, very antiseptic. But this vet, I mean, he's been wonderful to Dante. It was, he has a special room. It's, like, very dim lights, candles, um, like, really soft music. Um, and it was really sweet. They brought him in. I sat with him for a little bit because they gave him, like, ketamine to make him really calm. Yeah. And I just sat with him and talked to him because I felt bad, like. <laughs> yeah. No, Absolutely. But it was uh, it was very fast. Um, I'd never seen it done before, but 
I don't know. And the worst part was I was talking to the vet and then I was talking to Steven and Matt and Ethan in the lab. The worst part is that we talked about it and thought about it and the vet brought this up too is that the vet doesn't think it was hit by a car because it was so small and the way its hip was shattered it doesn't make sense because it would have been like smushed like it was yeah like, it was like, like super small the vet and we all kind of talked about it, it makes more sense to think someone like threw it out of a car window oh my god and I think it's just going to go into a theme of people fucking suck. Yeah. Just get your cat spayed or neutered and don't do that. My God. Especially, like, Yikes. Just, Oof. Yeah. yeah. So that was Yikes. my yesterday. I didn't, I ended up not going into work. Like I just, I didn't have it in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. With my computer up and going, I know we there's like the 24 hour game thing for like Half Life or whatever. What is it that they do it for? SGDQ. No, like you were talking about doing like a 24 hour stream. Oh, uh, Extra Life. Yeah, H- Half Life is the game series. Oh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I was I was thinking about maybe since I have my computer, I know that you we, we were talking about doing it. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe we could each take a 12 hour shift. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And if we could donate some funds to like some kind of animal rescue, like humane society or something, at least for my twelve-hour shift. Okay. Because my dream job is to have a dog sanctuary. Yeah. And shit, I just I, I I'm never surprised that people suck, but like, and people suck towards each other, and it's just like kind of the constant, but like. To be awful to a fucking six-week-old kitten, like... Yeah, that's fucking... That's brutal. That's the real horror of today's podcast, because this game's not scary, but that's coming up later. Uh, Justin, what has been new with you? Obviously, you've been dealing with some shit, watching any TV, playing any games, reading uh, books? Yeah, so uh, I start... I, I'm caught up with Stranger Things. Um, Me too. I, think I actually part... just got caught up today. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, I I slow rolled it. I was trying yeah. to watch an episode a week, to like, so when part two dropped, I was ready for it. But this season, man, it it's fucking good. It's it's very good. I'm happy they're wrapping things up. I was really really pleased with the end. Um, when that song started playing at the yeah. end, which is the same song when Doctor Manhattan changes Pruitt in Revelations or something, something like that. But it's the same song that plays when um, Dr. Manhattan becomes Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen. Yeah. Bro, it, it's yep. good. Like, this is... I am happy it's going out on a bang. Because there's, there's definitely been highs, there's been lows, but this is this is really solid. And I'm very excited to see where the journey ends. Um, Isn't... Yeah, isn't there... Uh, season five. Nope. Season four, part two. I think that's the end. I think this is the end game. I'm almost positive it is. Volume two will mark the beginning of the end for Stranger Things, which is set to end after season five. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you were talking about being like so happy about it, like going, I was, like, I like, getting was ready to end. end. I thought, that was like Sopranos. Sopranos had a season six A and a six B, so I thought like this is their Sopranos. I will ending. say, um, 
Uh-oh. It's already hard enough to believe that these kids are in high school. There has to be a time jump. There has to be. They have be- done a very cool job with Eleven, though. Yes, I agree with Eleven. I think they did a really good job with that. There some very beautiful cinematog- cinematography in that, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a scene where there's a mirror, and yeah. the camera, like, moves into the mirror, and it's, like, back to it. There yeah. has been some incredible cinematography. I will say, uh, Will, specifically, reminds me of that SNL character. Um, God, I gotta... Down by the river? Stuart. <laughs> that's that's mean. That's mean. It's, yeah, I, it's I, like, I can see it. it. I can yeah. see it. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things has been great. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I did watch. I've only watched episode one of The Boys because. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to watch more uh, like two nights ago or whatever, but I was like, I've watched so much doom and gloom TV. Like, I need to. I feel that. I need to, like, recharge before I get into this. So what did you do to get get positive? Oh, you know, I, like, had her, uh, I took some kidney medication, got really sick, went to the hospital. Uh, no, I, I actually, I just, uh, just kind of slowly catching up on uh, Letterkenny. Okay. Um, but, but I did watch the first three episodes of Obi-Wan. I haven't watched the fourth one that came out this week. Okay, okay. Um... I will say this is the that's such a good pick. That's, God, you're funny. Uh, it's not SNL. That's Mad TV, brother. Oh my God, you're right. Oh my God, <laughs> it's perfect. But but uh, the fourth episode you'll be able to see. But it's it's the first one. You know, how some of the Mandalorian episodes feel like bridge or filler. Yes. To me, this one felt more like that than the other three. Interesting. It was okay, still so... good. I still really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, but it definitely felt more like that kind of bridgier episode. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I've been playing a fuck ton of Skyrim. Ooh, <laughs> fun. Okay. Yeah. That will uh, actually play into our campfire question, so keep that in mind. Okay, I will. Yeah, I like I've decided I have the I have like all the achievements for like the three sixty version. I haven't really played it since, so Are I was you like, on oh. Steam now? I, I have it on Steam, but no, I was like, oh, hey, I ha- I have it. Apparently, I bought it like years ago for PS4. So, so you have Platinum on there? Yeah. So, I know Because it came with Platinum. like a free PS5 upgrade, so I was like, yeah, oh, sure, why cool. not? I know Devin Platinum did. There was one thing in particular that took her a long time. I forget which one it was. There was like one trophy that took her a while. Um, I can see either like there's one where you have to like get a specific amount of bounties in each area maybe that was it like i don't know i don't, I don't play know. for a bunch of like fallout i'm not a big elder schools fan well i mean it's basically since fallout 3 it's basically just skyrim but or it's basically elder scrolls but yeah ap- ap- apocalyptic right i mean it, it's mm-hmm. it really depends on like the set dressing you like and it, obviously it, there's like i, a bunch I of honestly things. think that's it it's like the the set dressing of skyrim doesn't hit me whereas the post-apocalyptic nuclear hellscape <laughs> it's the nice note <laughs> yeah um actually so i've also been playing two other games um one of them is like one of them i we got sent uh it's uh called my lovely wife <laughs> it's uh like 
have you seen those like super weird horny horror dating clicker have, games the only one of those i know is or i've heard of is doki doki that's a thing right that's like a that's a visual novel oh okay <laughs> but like have you heard of like uh <clears throat> oh, fuck there's like a, a big series of them oh my god uh one of my friends is like fucking obsessed with them uh uh honey pop i think is what they're called or like no you you are diving into territory yeah. I just anyways so it's like this weird like <laughs> like hor- real horny uh horror thing i don't know it's okay yeah okay. it's yeah it's okay um and then the other one is like a game that yeah oh sorry i just had it open I fucking of course i closed it uh it's called metal max xeno reborn and it's like this weird open world rpg that is not great um but it's like again kind of like our our mutual feelings about what we're about to review goes the same here like i feel like if we'll get into it yeah we'll get into it but it's honestly it's okay but it's pretty janky and like the translations are off and like the load times are bad and it's just i don't know i would skip that one Uh, the other one my lovely wife if you're into those kinds of games i would get it but i would not (laughs) (laughs) like i would for the right clientele it might hit the right button is what you're saying yes okay yes if you're into um hold on If you're into Ichi, <laughs> it's like fan super fan service without being. Oh, like another, I, oh I have no idea. No, I, I don't know. I just googled it. I googled it. Another workout. So I was waiting. Silent, no. waiting for the... uh, if you're into that word, I said because I don't know how to pronounce it right. E C H H I, sorry E C I H H I. Then go for it. <laughs> but that's all I've been up to. What have you been up to? Also, yeah. I played that game at work, which is super fucking weird when you're playing oh, it. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, I am up to date with the boys. Episode four comes out tomorrow, but I don't want to spoil anything. I am enjoying it. Up to date with Obi Wan. We kind of talked about that. Talked about how I finished Stranger Things Part One. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Super. I finished the Golden Frieza arc, and the Intergalactic Tourney has just started. So is that like the Cell games, but like, yeah, Intergalactic? Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, it's good. I'm enjoying Super. I really am enjoying Super. Did not watch any movies this last week, Justin. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, not a single one. I spent all day Sunday playing and beating Martian Gothic Unification. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about that here soon. I do want to take this time, though, to shout out YouTuber Pie Heist uh, for his great any percent walkthrough. I followed it beat for beat. Um I had some emulation issues at first, but I ended up getting those under control. But apparently the PS1 version of this game has spots where if you don't save and do the right thing, you can get soft locked and like break the game. There's like five or six separate areas. Um, and he in his he was doing a speed run, but he was literally explaining where you had to do it and stuff. It was really cool. Um, and it saved me from getting soft locked. So Pi Heist, P-I-H-E-I-S-T, if you want to check him out. Um I also started Final Fantasy Three Pixel Remaster, going for that 100% clear. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Uh, I'm enjoying it. 
I think the only time I've ever played three was like the the advanced version. Okay, yeah, when they did like the three D remake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These okay. pixel remasters are just lovely. I finished Silence of the Lambs. Oh, nice. And how would you compare it to the film? It's a oh no, it was a book. I finished the book. Yeah, no, but how would you compare it to the film? Oh, to the film, uh, better. Yeah. Okay. Um, they do a lot more diving into Clarice. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but the book was like very explicit in its like, and it was I was really happy about it. The book was very explicit about how Buffalo Bill wasn't trans. Like every single character said it. Like that, like okay. even even like Lecter when he said like he would had gone to those clinics. It's like he is not a transsexual. He is a sociopath who is using that kind of identity to justify what he's doing, but he's not a transsexual. So I thought that was really cool because, like, obviously people are assholes and put stupid stereotypes. That's not the right word, but, like, book make trans people into boogeymen and put yeah, yeah. bullshit on them. And I know that the movie definitely kind of touches on that. We talked about that with uh, Allie when she came on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was very happy to see the book did not do that. And it would have been easy to, because the book did have some issues with like misogyny and stuff. Um, but I was I was surprised. I'm still reading that Blind Sight book, the one that Matt bought me. That was his favorite horror book. It's really good. But it's very bleak. So, Justin, maybe maybe not now for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I'm like, because so, usually I can deal with doom and gloom. Because yeah. like the, usually the rest of my day is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm. We, we need to play something happy, uh, and yeah. then I am tackling Moby Dick. Interesting. I've never it is, read it. It is free on Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting for my next credit so I can finish out the lecture series with Hannibal. But uh, I have also never been able to read it. I read an illustrated version of it that was like way shorter that I really enjoyed, and I've tried to read that book ten times. It's your Moby Dick. It is. I literally, I describe it. It is my Moby Dick. It's my Moby Dick. Like, there's not many books where I just can't get through it. Yeah. But this is one. So I am. How how is the narrator? Is it dry? No, he's got a lot of energy. Thank God. Like Good. he is. He is very excited discussing all the whaling shit. Uh, he is very happy. Uh, and then the last thing I want to talk about is Batman Unburied. Oh yes. Finally, yes. I have one episode left. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything, and you know I can talk about when I finish it. Uh, probably tomorrow. But my takeaway, without any spoilers, is what is this? Okay. All right. Now I know what we're doing. Well, I did not expect that. And then going into part ten, it is okay. Okay, this is this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically how I took it too. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, wait, else, wait. But... I will say the first two episodes, I was like, "What are we doing?" Yes, and then I was like, "Okay, I see what's happening." There's kind of like hints in there, and then mm-hmm. it like, and then it just kind of comes together. And then I was like, "Okay, I know what we're hearing," and then that wasn't what it actually was. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Bravo! As yeah, someone, they did I mean, you can't, obviously it's a podcast, you can't see by, but someone with a bookshelf full of Batman comics who has read a lot of Batman, 
I should have seen it coming, I think, but I didn't, and for that, I commend you. Yeah, it, they did. Couldn't uh, recommend it more. I am telling you right now, yeah. I hate Cheetos. Yeah. Every fucking commercial was for a fucking Cheeto, and I didn't. Uh, like, for me, I, it was McDonald's because it's like location based. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I'm not really a big Cheeto fan, but after hearing two Cheeto commercials per episode. I will I, say I'm, I'm happy done. that at the end, I think the last three episodes, for me anyways, all the ads played at the front. Oh, you bastard. No. So I just like skipped. I got them at the beginning I and I got them in the it. middle. Oh, I didn't get them in the middle. God damn it. <laughs> okay. So before we get into our review, we did get an email and I think it makes sense to have the email up front instead of oh, at the end. Before that, uh, Summer Games Fest was today. Oh, sorry. Yes, go ahead. It kind of sucked. Uh... I don't know it's always like it's always like Jeff Keighley likes to blow shit out of proportions. Yeah. Um, I mean he's a hype man. I get it, right? Like, but yeah. I don't know. I, I it's just it's all stuff we've seen. Um, the aliens thing. I read more about it. It looks like it might be like a top down shooter, which is eh, I'm not really into those. That doesn't sound like my cup of tea. No, the Callisto Protocol looks fucking amazing as always. Um, they did this really funny. Uh, uh, like they trolled everybody uh, with Dead Island. Two. You messaged me that Dead Island it, Two was coming. Like, uh, did you watch the trailer like years and years ago with the guy yeah. running down the beach? So yeah. it's that's how it started, and he and he, it started with like after years this this franchise is finally back and it's like ready to like. What was it then? I was Goat Simulator, which I, I have to applaud their trolling. Like, good job, good job. But like at the same time fuck you <laughs> um other than that um yeah no just, just a couple small cool things but nothing like huge they're remaking the last of us one which i i admit looks gorgeous i think it's a little too soon for a remake personally but i can also understand why they're doing it because the show is coming out and they're trying to rework a couple th- they've already said they're gonna touch they're f- touching up a little couple story things here and there for what that but, doesn't what for what uh, the Last of Us Part One. Oh, sorry, you. Remake? I, was, I, 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 I like about goat. I must have missed that. They talking about Goat yeah. Simulator. I was like, there's a oh, no. TV no, no, show, no. a Goat Simulator. Like, <laughs> no, no, what? Uh, Last of Us. Yeah, so they're remaking it. I don't know. It, it's selling for full price, like seventy bucks. It's just fucking stupid. But yeah. uh, and people know that historically, that is. Yeah, the story is amazing. The gameplay was. I like the gameplay. I know. For, for um, I will and, say they are, they have said like they're using the same engine that they used for two. Okay. So, so it'll, it'll like feel better. Uh, but man, I don't think we need a remake of last of us one. It's not even 10. It's actually, it's 10 years old next year. I think. I mean, I'm of the opinion that we don't need to remake a resident evil four, but, but dude, that, we're getting more of it on Monday. We're going to get a deep look into it. And it oh, looks really? fucking it looks fucking good. It does look good. It looks like eight. Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Email time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it came from Eddie, and it's about life. This film epitomized the belief that humans can't be trusted with anything. A cynical warning that we as a species are ill-equipped and should slow down in our explorations and maybe realize we are emotionally incapable of rational thought in a crisis. Our dealings with new discoveries are seen through this film, never well. That are seen through this film are never well thought out. Every protocol, every well thought out procedure to deal with the, with unexpected contingencies, 
will fail because we are human and all too flawed. It sort of makes sense coming from the writing team of Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, whose sardonic comedies Zombieland 1 and 2 and Deadpool films also run in this direction. In those films, the cynicism is masked in comedy, but still very apparent. Here, we have it in the open, with every bad decision made by the crew of the International Space Station leading to further bad decisions. The opening scene where the crew is attempting a first, catching a capsule returning from the planet Mars with soil they hope will contain long-dormant life is a nice opening showing a success, the height of what humans can do. From that point on, things spiral, reminding me of a line from Jurassic Park. Scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Director Daniel Espinoza handles the film for emotional effect, showing through the actors the depths of the relationship in preparing the audience to still pull for the characters as they fail to follow the simplest of safety protocols when shit hits the fan. Every bad decision highlighted by a love and loyalty while escalating the risk to themselves and eventually the planet and all humankind. When the crew successfully reanimates a single cell life form from the retrieved Martian soil, they proceed to study it, sorry, proceed to study it and allowing it to grow, thinking they have all scenarios for safety covered. Then the suddenly aggressive life form shows the ability to problem solve around the scientists' procedures, putting one of the crew at risk and everything concerning safety is out the window. What follows is the group thinking their decisions valuing each other each other's lives are necessary, but they are smart enough to be the firewall between the creature and Earth. Although I like a bleak ending, um, the film in the film, uh, this one ends up being anti-science and anti-individual at the same time. The culprit that brings these ideas together is a perfect mix of fucked upness in our relationships and the emotions we have for each other. Now that is cynical. So did I like this film? Sort of. But it is a message I can get behind. Nah, I still have hope for us. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Okay, yeah. Thank you. As always, if you want to send us emails about any of our reviews last week, two weeks ago, two years ago, uh, just shoot us an email. You can hit us up on Discord if that's easier for you, whatever you want to do. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you disagree with us, this is a safe space. Justin and I are not infallible unless it's about Blair Witch, um, the original. <laughs> well... Uh, one of us feels that way <laughs> i will i will bitch right back at you <laughs> <laughs> but but yes justin is allowed but no one else is uh but yeah um we appreciate it so with that let's continue to appreciate our patrons by reviewing the game martian gothic unification It is a game, which means that we are in Justin's territory. So, sir, tell me a little bit about the history of this video game. Okay, the two sentences that I have. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Martian, Got Martian Gothic Unification is a 2000 survival horror game developed by Creative, Ra uh, creative Reality for PC. Uh, I looked up Creative Real Reality. I don't think they did anything of note to us. Anyways, um... 
and Coyote Development for the PlayStation, which I have not been able to find. So it was actually developed by two different people, depending on the platform you played. <laughs> um, Did you play PC then, or PS1? I played PC. I should have played PC. Yeah, it apparently looks better too. So Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. I didn't realize okay. it until after I beat it and I was doing some research that it was also on PC. Yeah, man, whatever. It is what it is. Um, yep. So, uh, um, actually, well, here, I'll start this then. There was a significant downgrade of the textures for the PlayStation version, but because of this, it also allowed the player to save more. Um, and I have it here. Where is it? Um, saving is done through a, a computer game called Martian Mayhem. Yeah. Uh, on PC... You are limited four, right? Up to two to four. Yeah. And then on PlayStation, you had like 12. 12 12 per computer. Yep. Uh, Although once you get into the final area, they'll... uh, Although if you're using a... Emulator. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You can save wherever. Yeah, you can just do a save state. Just hit an F1, I think. Yep, F1. Uh, Larry's new favorite button on the computer. (laughs) Yeah, um, so... Uh, Creative Reality's last game shares the same team and same writer um, and it relies heavily on uh, its writing and its puzzles and it's uh, apparently because they wanted to treat it as a survival horror uh, version of a Star Trek episode called Unification. Oh, okay. Um, Well, if that's the... uh out of contracts guys about that because that is yeah, not my area of expertise. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they, but they also wanted to keep it, uh, item puzzle based, which uh, we will get into. Yes. Um, and obviously there's, and I honestly, that's it. <laughs> uh, the, this company who made this game, this was their last game. They only made three others before it. Okay. Um, and coyote developments, um, I'm just going to quickly Google right now. Uh, Our best friend in the world, El Google. And see what else they did. Um, man, apparently they're still around, I think. Oh, no, um, let's see. Uh, games. When was the last game they made? 2009, so I'm assuming they're also out. But looking at this, the only other game that, they might, that they've put out that I've played is maybe Die Hard Vendetta. There's a diehard video a f- game. Oh uh, yeah, an old PC game. Okay. Oh, this is a GameCube game. I'd have never played this then. You should play the diehard PC game. Uh, it's diehard one, two, and three. One is a third-person shooter. Okay. Uh, two, I believe, is a racing game. Amazing. And then I forget what three is. I don't remember. But yeah, each film is like a different style of game. It's actually a lot of fun. But uh, okay, yeah, that's that's all I have for. All right, so I have insisted that Justin not do a six-second summary since I'm just happy I, he's even here. I appreciate it. Recovering. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. We do not have a message from Tuck uh, other than she did express in Discord that she chose this game off of a list because we, and by we I mean Justin, had already <laughs> selected all of the horror alien games that she wanted us to see. So this was a that's fair. game off a list. <laughs> that's fair. That that that's that's very fair. Okay. Yeah. So, um. 
I mean, I, I can kind of give like a quick, very Perfect. quick rundown. Uh, it's basically crash land on Mars because you're like going to, your team is going to uh, find out what happened on this base. Uh, get there. Everybody's dead. Kind of non-dead, I think is what they called them. Yeah, they're non-dead. Um, you, or you, your whole goal is to find out what happened and then eventually to find a cure for this thing. Um, and then you go and there's like a big green alien guy. I'm sorry. I played it a weeks ago too. So I'm also, you're good, you're good, you're good. Um, and then you try to escape. Uh, and then one guy gets left behind as you escape. Yeah. The captain. Yeah. Uh, Martin. I ha- oh, damn it. I have a name right here. Martin. Yes. Martin. Yeah. Martin, uh, Diane and Kenzo. Okay. Let's talk about plot. Yes. Let's. Pros. Okay. I was impressed that there is an actual diverse cast. We have a woman, we have a black man, and we have an Asian man. Yeah. I am uh, very impressed. Like, that. that's cool. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I'll I give think, credit where it's due. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think, so. think that it helps that I'm pretty sure this is not a american developer <laughs> because we know even nowadays uh, sometimes they have problems with that yes and um, the other big pro i have is i really 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 enjoy the in-game plot reasoning why our characters can't come together yeah it's like uh, uh what is it stay alone stay safe or stay alone stay they tell alive you that or... up front and if you were to yeah. come together we find out through the plot that the reason why you have to stay apart is because you'll turn into the trimorph because they're all infected did you ever do it no i did it just to see what it would look like and uh it's just like a cut scene and you like all okay. like morphing together and stuff i'll, I'll okay. see if i can find it when we're done recording and all. okay uh so but with that being said there's not a lot of there here. Uh, there's a lot of like notes you have to read to kind of figure things yes. out and diving into it. It, it is and... a very note heavy. Like I'm going to tell you this right now. If I didn't have a walkthrough, I would be fucked playing this game. I was going to say that for gameplay, but I think <laughs> it's good to put it here too, because I have been very consistent on this podcast. That is not the kind of game I like. I gave Dark Souls shit for it. I gave Bloodborne shit for it. I've talked about Final Fantasy XIII's problems with it. Yeah. I do not like my story being given to me that way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. This is not the way I enjoy my storytelling through a video game. Some people might like it. I did not. And I think that that was very distracting because we're going to get into gameplay and I think that's going to be where a lot of discussion is had. Justin has already kind of teased a couple of things. I have teased a couple of things. Like, the gameplay is definitely going to be where the, the bulk of this review is. Don't you agree? Yes. I Yeah, absolutely. And I sorry, I'm just trying to figure out which um, Resident Evil came out in 2000. I guess it would have been 3, because 3 was 99, I think. Yeah. Because so, 4 I mean, would not happen until GameCube. That was a couple years later. Yeah, so, I mean, that kind of gives you an idea of what to mark this up against, right? Because it is, like... In... That is how you and I have always done it, is we do yes. not compare the graph. Well, they'll be in graphics and for gameplay, but, like, we never compare... Comparing this to The Last of Us Part Two would be idiotic. 
We compare yeah, it to things in its own time frame. Yeah. And I will say that we have played games that came out at this time that deliver a better story. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, the story was like, <clears throat> it's very interesting, very, like, and I mean, like, very upfront is like, oh, okay, yeah, like, you know, basically from the start, it is very interesting. Very, very, very quickly, it loses, like, all steam. Your initial immersion is great. Yes. The middle is like, again, without a walkthrough, holy shit, the end is good. Yeah. I Yeah, I, I think, like... But we spend most of our time in, in the middle. middle. <laughs> yeah, the... Man, and, like, <laughs> some of that stuff where you, like, just picking up notes and having to read notes and listening to audio logs. And the fact that notes take up equipment slots. Again, well, that's probably... Oh, the my God. Play. Yeah. No, well, I mean... But it's also story because that's that's true. all the so, story is like it's. So yeah, but and the thing is, you can't just drop it either. You have to put it somewhere. Yeah, so I usually find like a locked or God, locker and I just yeah, toss it in there. Just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Plot. I gave it a four and a half. I gave it a five because I, I think there is something interesting there, but they just did not. Okay. Pull it off very well, Game and the fact play. that yes. Um. One last thing I want to touch on is uh, no, I good. think I, I think it's when you first meet Mood the like a this like, the, the uh, computer AI system. Yeah. yeah, it tells you that even though three people have left or showed up, only two will leave alive. Yes, and it like forces one of them like it forces Martin to stay behind. Yeah, and he goes out to like, to like pull the lever or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that was interesting, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't really move the needle much. So, gameplay, huh? Mm-hmm. So this one, all right. I'll say I, my, I ha- my, I'll say my little bit of piece, and I'm gonna give the floor to you. Okay. Going into it thinking it was a Resident Evil clone, I don't think that's fair. Yes, it is zombies in space, but the actual gameplay systems, to me, felt like they were trying to do something that were not quite ahead of the time of the game, but ahead of what the company was able to do. Yes. Yeah. The character switching, which makes a lot of sense and is plot based, switching the items between characters using the vacuum tubes, all of these things are systems that I think would be really cool to do in like a Resident Evil game. We yeah. do do it in Zero. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, kind of in Code Veronica, but it's like it's segmented instead of like being able to kind of hop between. Like you can in Zero, um, Veronica is like a segment of the story. So I do want to give it credit that it is not... Like, I, in my head, I thought we were walking into a literal, like, knockoff of Resi. And it's not that. There is some Silent Hill elements. There is some Resident Evil elements. There is some, like, point-and-click kind of, like, know-your-environment kind of elements to it. Yeah. Um, because this isn't really combat based yes there's some combat elements but this is not a combat based game this is definitely a puzzle logic based game and that is why Justin mentioned it a little bit earlier we saved it for here is that I think that if this game were to be remade maybe not this game but if a game were to take this gameplay mechanic system yes and do it good it could make for an awesome game I think it'd be fun to play like if you had three people playing at the same time. Oh, like a mm, interesting. Okay, 
you yeah, know what I mean? Like, I, like yeah. me, you, and Rachel were playing it, and like we had to communicate. We couldn't cross in the rooms. There was some kind of timer that was pushing us forward, or we could save or whatever. We had to pass items between. If I found a note, then tell you about the note, like like an escape room kind of. Because this is what this kind of is. It's like an escape room, but being able to pass yeah. notes. I think there is a lot of potential for a gameplay system like this. I agree. I mean, uh, so now, (sighs) yeah. But now let's get into what we actually played. By the way, I looked it up. Uh, Dino Crisis Two came out in two thousand. American Maggie's Alice came out. The first one, which is yeah, okay. okay. Uh, And uh, your favorite, uh, Evil Dead: Hail of the King, came out. I did like Hail of the King. Was it? Was that the? No, I like Fistful of Boomstick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, eh, some good, some bad. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, Code Veronica came out in 2000. Oof, that is an indictment. Yeah. Oof, that that, <laughs> that one hurts. That one's going to hurt this now that I know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I will say I do want to start off with some positives. I do think it is cool that when you, quote, unquote, kill the people... They will come back. Like, there's no, like... You aren't killing them. them. You're incapacitating them for the moment. Yes. Um, That was cool. And I do think that it is cool that you can't... You know, it is plot-wise explained why you can't get together. And something does actually happen if you... Because that's what I wanted to test out, is I wanted to see if it was, like... Actually something. Yeah, or if it was just going to be, like... Uh, game over and that's it kind of thing or like not physically not let you but no it, it does which is kind of nice um yeah other than that like man i don't know i there is so much back and forth and having to deal with inventory management which is sometimes it's okay but when it's like oh i have I mean, to you didn't this. even like inventory management at zero like I did, uh, like just dropping shit off and like coming back and grabbing it. But I know you weren't even a fan of that. Well, this was that's even the worse. thing. It's like it, like having to like go back and forth between the same spot five hundred fucking times. It's brutal. It's like, it is. If zero was bad, this is like this makes zero look amazing in that sense. Yes, I agree. And like, there's just there's a, a lot of repetition in this, and it's like you basically vin- have like oh, seven areas seven rooms that each of your characters is going to pass through yep and like and i i do find it interesting that you are switching between these three characters and stuff but i feel like even after you get um sorry i have to go back to find out her name uh diana diane free yeah like from her airlock or whatever I wish it was more like balanced instead of like, oh, I actually haven't switched over to this person in yeah. like an hour or two. And this is only like a five hour game, right? So. Yeah, and like, and the thing is, like, I think we, we compare it to Resident Evil because I think it's yeah. the best thing to compare it to, or even a Silent Hill. Like, but in OG Resident Evil, you're in the mansion. You spend yeah. a lot of time in the mansion, but like, things open up, secrets reveal themselves. And this one is more just opening new doors with different card keys. And then also, like, towards the end of Resident Evil, either OG or 2, you go into that, like, final brand new area. 
and there yes. was nothing like that here. You did go down into the dungeon, like the crypt, but that wasn't the final area. That was like an area, the coolest area would be you pass in and out like super quick. And it's not that like I, the, the reason why my gameplay score is going to be kind of low is that I played the PS1 port. And the PS1 port had, like I mentioned in the opening, hard breaks. Like, if you did not do certain things, if you did not save at certain times, if you did not make sure certain things were happening, you would soft lock the game. Um, so I uh, pirated my PC copy. You have to make sure that it's patched. I heard all that. Own, I heard, I, yes, yeah, he, because if you don't patch it, it's just like the, you physically cannot beat it. Yeah, he so, mentioned, I mean, I mentioned it, that in the playthrough because he was like, again, like, the guy, again, he was. I've never seen a speedrunner where, like, he was, like, playing it, but also, like, giving, like, a history lesson, and, like... That's nice, though. It was cool, because it was it was very cool. That's why I wanted... To, I like getting shout-outs to people who give me walkthroughs, and I thought that was very cool. Yeah. But my big thought, Justin, is just, like... I think playing a game like this done today, like I, like I talked about, I think there could be something very special here. I think it could be something very unique, very cool, very fun. Um, and I do give him props. This was not just a straight clone of Resident Evil or Silent Hill. It was trying to do its own thing. Yeah. But they just didn't nail it. No, and I mean, I'm not sure if that's because it was a smaller team. Well, I don't know because they're not around anymore. But yeah, I think that this idea in somebody's hands now... Could yeah. be very good. I, I totally agree. I gave it a five. I also gave it a five. Because that's the thing. is like It was okay, and it yeah. had a lot of promise. But it just unfortunately didn't. I felt like there was a chance it could be really good. Yeah. But unfortunately, um, it just wasn't for me. Also, uh, all three Blair Witch games came out in 2000. Sorry, I found a list. <laughs> you're good. Um, you're good. You're good. Uh, all three of those came out um Fear Effect came out. I've never actually played Fear Effect, but people love that game. I have no idea what it's about, uh, but it's apparently a survival horror game. All right, I'm going to run upstairs and go to the bathroom before I shit myself. Uh, I will be right back. You can keep that. It's in okay. I know all. I know all about shitting myself. So <laughs> go for. Through Justin's magic of editing, you'll never know that I was gone, but I am back. Audio. Um. Man, if you have anything nice to say, please go first. <laughs> when it started, I thought it was going to be cool. Okay. I liked Martin's voice in particular. Kenzo, I found it hard to tell who he was talking to. Yeah. So I have nothing like special to say about the voice acting. Um, it did. I was happy that none of them sounded stereotypical. At least at times, Kenzo kind of did, but for the most part, none of them like really was like really egregious. The music, at first, I found cool. It became very old very fast because of all the backtracking. That's mm-hmm. really all I got. I, uh, <clears throat> I actually really, really disliked the voice acting. <laughs> okay. For literally every person. Okay. Why was that? Just. Um, it sounded like instead of people like inner monologuing with themselves or talking to each other, it sounded like somebody sitting, standing, I mean, which probably what is what it was, but it just sounded like somebody standing in a closet talking I think to that's nobody. Fair. Um, 
and I just I don't I don't know <laughs> like it's <clears throat> it's unfortunate because I think some of the things they had to say were interesting. Yeah, but the execution mood was cool. Was not. I liked mood. Yeah, mood would sound well. Like I said, I told you, mood sounded like like a like a like a off off version of Judy Dench. Yep. Um. So yeah, that that that's true. Mood is good. Um, the music was good for thirty seconds, and then just started to really you spent bore so down much into time my skull. With music. You spent way yeah. too much time with the music. Yeah, and I I don't like I didn't like any of the sound like the real like the sound effects like they got of, older like, like, the environmental like three enemies total they got old fast yeah yeah and I don't know it just nothing this to me was probably the weakest well we're gonna do it but the second weakest yeah. uh, to me because it was just I did not enjoy the voice acting and I did not enjoy the music I did not enjoy the environmental sounds like nothing other than mood even like mood was good but again it was just you spent too much time doing the same stuff so even the mood was just yeah. like okay 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 after a while it. it's just like okay you have too much to say now yeah we okay, get it just, we get yeah, it let's get, move on what's going on come on let's move on yeah and it's I don't know man this is rough rough stuff i gave audio a three and a half i give it a two okay Mm -hmm. i think that's fair how scary i can start if you'd like please so this kind of goes back to what we've been saying this whole review the first time you run across stuff it's maybe not chilling is not the right word but it definitely like fits in with this vibe of being alone and being like separated and you have to stay that way but after having to kill like specifically (laughs) i can remember outside of the atrium there's like that l bend corner and a guy right on the corner yes but there's also like the box to like move stuff back between all the players i probably killed that guy like 15 times and by the second time i was over it and he was he wasn't a thing anymore and i think that goes for the rest of it because like yes when you first see them get up some of it's like oh you know like oh or whatever but then you have to deal with them and it's just annoying (laughs) and it's just like the repetition of it all yeah and let's discuss the obvious in resident evil games in particular og resident evil okay there is a similar mechanic to this oh like the the remake right with the the crimson heads crimson heads crimson heads yeah that is done well that is this system done well well but also because also when that happens you fight like the regular zombie right and you take him down Yep. And then next thing you know, he's popping up and he is fucking running at you. Yes. And it like creates this. But sense you of find like, oh, out fuck. that there's a way you can actually permanently put him down. Yeah, with the fire. In this, there is no option. No, it's like literally just like, the, the guy I was watching just told me just to run big big loops because they walk yeah. the same pace as you and they'll follow the same path you do. So if you do a big arch, you can get them to go far enough away from you so you can like make the room safe. There were times when I would switch between characters and all of a sudden one of them would be in danger because of the reanimation shit, which is fucking annoying. But is that enough to make this scary? 
I would say no. I would say that the nihilism and like the fact that you're isolated but you're not like again there are things here that i think could be cool that could be done well i mean alien isolation does a good job with it dead space one and two obviously did a good job with that kind of shit i mean even look at resident evil zero when you have two characters and they're separate shit can happen to them yeah and it's like when something does you're like oh and you're like there's a sense of dread whereas here it's just like Oh fuck! Right. Okay. There's. And you have one time too. It's it. not like it's when that alarm goes off. You have time to switch back too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's more just like. Eh. I. And like it was so easy oh, to like, man. the little face hugger parasite things. Like, they were never really like a threat. The yeah, crim- that's fair. The, the crimson <laughs> heads. The uh the trimorphs, really were not that big of a problem either. And you have to kill them anyway, so like the the biggest, most awful enemy is something you have to put down, like story progression wise. Yeah, I guess it's more like. Oh, and they try to do stingers in this game, which does not work. Do not line super up. Super fucking loud. They they, yeah. they they didn't at least for me they did not line up well. And no, they didn't was, line up for me. Specifically, I'm thinking about like in the atrium where. Martin walks across and there's like the thing hanging down. Atrium and the the shower stalls for me happened too. That's right. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? And then like up. you walked a few more steps and then it happened. And I was like, oh. Well. Yeah. Oh, I think this was supposed to happen here. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was not it's... lined up. Uh, I gave it a one and a half. I did too because it tried. <laughs> it it, it no, tried. But it, it, again, it has promise. We've reviewed a lot of things we didn't like a lot of things we've crapped on a lot of things that we felt missed the mark yeah um this one i feel like has the potential to be done in such a way that i would love same i agree i mean it is really like a predecessor to like almost like a dead space right like it's it's not Dead Space, obviously, and I wouldn't compare the two because <laughs> it was nine Second. years later. Yeah, seven years later. Yeah, something like that. But review yeah. the scores for plot. I gave it a four and a half. Just gave it a five for gameplay. We both gave it fives. For audio, I gave it a three and a half. Justin gave it a two. And for how scary, I gave it a one and a half. And Justin gave it a two. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a thirty six. That ties it with Silent Hill Homecoming. And Silent Hill Revelation 3D, the the movie, uh-huh. right? Below. Oh, uh, there is a new uh, Silent Hill and Fatal Frame movie being written. Good, good. <laughs> uh, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> right below it, film wise, we have Resident Evil Retribution with a 35. The next game below it is Blair Witch Volume One: Rust and Par with a 28. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right above it, we have two movies: The Blob and Salem's Lot. And the video game above it is Evil Dead, Hail to the King. Yeah, released the same year, so. Any last thoughts? I'm very excited for next week, so now. Okay. Well, then, guys, we're going to listen to a quick commercial from the member podcast of Kaleidoscope Media Network and head on in to the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. 
cold-blooded murders and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Okay, so some quick show notes. First, first, uh, we are running our poll. Our bracket tournament is over on Twitter right now. Uh, yep. Week one is our pick, just in the minds of John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars, going against our patron, Eddie, uh, who wrote the email. His choice of The Hidden, as of right now, The Hidden is winning. Uh, you have until Tuesday afternoon to get your votes in before the next round. And the next round is going to pit Tuck versus Rachel. So, big things. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I mean, I I'm I I'm sad to see because I know uh, Ghost of Mars will lose. I'm sad to see it go, but Ghost of Mars I is a fun movie. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's just safer being in that fun movie space. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, next week, we are reviewing the film Attack the Block. That is a patron entry from our patron, Seagram. Um, we're going to work with him. Maybe get an audio, hopefully, but at the very least an email about why he selected it. I haven't seen it before. Justin has, as you heard him say. He's very excited to do it. So, pumped for that. Are we still doing that thing after I Attack the Block? I thought we were, but we can talk about it. Okay. If it's okay. literally just like a watch me thing, part of me feels like let's just watch the X Files movie. Okay. I, why don't we just do that? It's shorter. Let me think about it. Okay. But part of me thinks it's just easier, and I haven't seen it for a while, and I kind of want to watch it anyway. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen it. So. And I can just play the game on my own. Maybe. Pixel remasters are fun. But that's all I have. Uh, patrons, <laughs> make sure you stick around for uh, the campfire. I have a really fun question. I've been kind of poking around in my brain. I wanted to get to Justin's attention. Um, Justin, last chance. I got nothing. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. And until next week, stay scary. I can't hear that at all, so you might have to let me know when to come in. You, you, you don't even mess with it. Just let me know when to come in. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You yeah, can find Justin here. at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links Excellent. to the Discord the and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent. It all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Mm-hmm.